Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When we think of our immune system, many of us will be familiar with the white blood cells that circulate around our body to target and kill the bacteria and viruses that make us sick. But we actually also have a special type of immune cell sitting in some of our body surfaces, like our skin and our gut. And new research suggests that these cells might hold the key to future cancer and allergy treatments. I'm Eva Higginbotham, and I spoke to Professor Adrian Hayday from the Francis Crick Institute and King's College London about his new paper describing the unique way these cells actually work and why they might be an important player in the fight against certain diseases. The big question is why it is that we have within our body surface tissues, for example, our skin and our gut, literally billions of immune cells called lymphocytes, and in particular, cells that we know as T lymphocytes or T cells. And so what are lymphocytes? Are they just white blood cells? They're a specialized type of white blood cell, and they're best known for being able to detect and fight an enormous range of bacteria, parasites, and viruses. But while that is clearly the case with lymphocytes that circulate through our body's system, it's much less clear for lymphocytes that sit at body surfaces. Those cells may simply be scanning the tissue in which they sit for failures to carry out their normal biological roles and purposes. So if I could give you a metaphor, imagine that you have a colleague at work or at school or wherever, and they just don't seem quite right. Maybe they've started to change the clothes they wear. So they don't look normal according to the way you thought about them, but that doesn't mean that they're immediately posing a serious threat. By contrast, how do we tell when something really is not right at all and needs a response? And that's the big challenge for the immune system that is sitting in the tissues. It has to make a judgment call as to whether the tissue is really dysregulated, really functioning badly, or whether, no, it's okay, it's just something minor. Okay, and so what did you do in this study in particular? We have asked the question, how does the T-cell compartment that sits within a body surface, in this particular case, the human gut, communicate with the gut cells that, that those T-cells sit adjacent to? And what we found is that they use a single molecule, the T-cells use a single defining molecule, 
which has a remarkable dual sensing mechanism that can at one and the same time receive information about the normal status of the tissue but also sense when things are going wrong and this gives these cells an unique unprecedented capacity to really make decisions about whether or not that tissue needs active immunological responses or whether we should just lie low and let life go on. I see. So it's somewhat more complicated than what we would normally think of as white blood cells that are circulating in our blood, right? Because they're looking for things that are wrong rather than looking for things that are kind of okay. Yes, I think that's extremely well put. So what are the implications of of the study? Where are you looking to go next? From a clinical point of view, this has interesting potential. Because if you can really understand the criteria by which the immune system discriminates between normal and impaired or dysregulated, you could potentially engineer that discrimination into, for example, the design of a vaccine to help patients fight their cancers. So this is, of course, pure speculation, but I don't think it's at all out of the realms of possibility in the medium-term future. That's really interesting, the idea that we can sort of hijack our own immune systems in order to treat diseases like cancer. What about things like allergies? So allergies are caused by an immune response, right? Are they the same cells that are involved in allergy reactions? Well, this is a wonderful question because although allergies occur within tissues, allergies in the lung associated with asthma, in the skin associated with rashes and Nonetheless, immunologists have tended to look at these from the perspective of the circulating immune system rather than from the cells that sit within those tissues that we're talking about here. And I would not be at all surprised if the severity of an allergy could be regulated locally by T-cells and possibly even other immune cells within the tissues that may be able to repress these otherwise unwanted and extremely strong immune responses. That was Professor Adrian Hayday from the Francis Crick Institute and King's College London, and his paper was recently published in the journal Nature Immunology.